What is up, party people? Welcome back to Tomboy Official. Today I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, I'm going to freestyle this a little bit. Let's talk about the dating world as we know it in late 2023. But I guess maybe a little update first because it's been a while. Um, But I don't know if I really have any updates. Um, Um... got a meeting with the recruiter today in about three hours um I mean I don't think I have anything to really prepare for because uh the recruiting company is um expecting to try to connect me with a company that would be a good fit so I'm not necessarily interviewing for a company directly. I already talked to them Friday. And then the soonest appointment would have been today, 11 o'clock for Monday. I don't think they're considering the holiday. Um, It's going to be me and the recruiter I talked to and one of their higher-ups. And... I don't know what to expect. I, to be honest, I don't really want that role. It's a mental health job role. But, you know, I told myself I'm taking the interviews that come my way. So, you know, you never know. Um, I could get my foot in the door and possibly be able to adjust later. I mean, I don't really want to. This isn't even a remote site, but they do have connections in San Diego as well. So I'm like, eh, I'll hear them out, you know. And I've got an interview on Thursday coming up this week later on uh, with a tech company. So I'm preparing for that one more. This one, I don't really know too much how to prepare because I don't know who they're going to connect me to. Uh, I asked them if they could try to find something within a 10-mile radius, because living in L.A., a lot of times, sites try to send you all over the place. And I'm like, look, first of all, I don't even want to drive all the way, you know, downtown or to the valley or, you know, I'm just, it's just hard for me. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm so over L.A. traffic. I hate it so much. Um... It's the biggest deal breaker for me between San Diego and L.A. Like just thinking about trying to spend 90 minutes one way just to get to work and then 90 minutes home. It's like, come on, man, like wasting, wasting the day away. And they don't even want to pay good. Um, We talked about pay rates on Friday. I saw that they had listed that their pay rates were I can't remember the low end. I want to say. Let's say it was 24 and then high end 33. And I was like, 33, you know, is kind of my average. And I'm being honest. Um, And then they told me likely for the position 24 to 27 would be more average. And I told, they said for case management, that's average. And then therapists get a little more. And, you know, I didn't really... uh, 
dispute anything at that point. I'll leave that for today if it comes up again. Uh, I know my worth. I mean, they're not going to find that many people who have that much experience. Um, Maybe they will, but I mean, they're looking. There are a lot of sites that are looking. And I have more experience than many, many people will have had. So um, seven plus years is a lot of experience. And so, you know, and I talked to them, I was being honest, you know, I was like, you know, you got to think about Southern California, a livable wage, you know, and I think I mentioned before, maybe I didn't mention it on here. One of my friends, uh, their mental health site is starting to pay them $10 less an hour. That's 80 bucks less a day. It's like, how are you going to pay people that much less every day? You know, I mean, they, I feel like they should just cut the hours. They should just say you're working 32 hours, um, you know, a week. I don't know. That wouldn't make any sense, actually. Um, it might, maybe it would actually, uh, no, I don't think it would even out. That wouldn't even out. That's $10. Wait. No, it's not $10 less a day. It's $10 less an hour. So, yeah, it's $80 less a day. Because it's an eight-hour shift. So, yeah. That's not the same thing, actually. That's not what I was thinking. I was kind of doing the math wrong in my head. Um... But yeah, I mean, that's not incentivizing. They're going to lose a lot of staff. People are already running out the door. Um, But I mean, okay, so I'll mention it this way. If they do bring it up, I'm going to push back. You know, the site that I was working at in Chula Vista offered me somewhere, somewhere between 32 to 36 an hour. I don't remember the exact, I think it was 34 and 36 depending with which role. And so I can tell them, you know, there are sites that are paying more money. And it seems like the LA sites, honestly, aren't paying as much as San Diego. That might be what it is. um, Because it seems like a lot of the LA sites are stuck in that mid 24 range. And I've seen a lot of San Diego sites, um, you know, crossing that 20, that sorry, crossing that $30 range. And then in the $28 range or so, or 25, 24, 23, like around the mid 20s range. Um, that's where I'm seeing like some of the lower rates versus out in LA. It seems like average is the mid 20s. Um, I've seen sites that even pay 18 an hour, and I'm like, come on, man. If you have a master's degree and you know, you're working at a job that's that high stress and that high demand where, you know, you're going to just be swamped all day with people's mental health issues and tons of county paperwork and endless amounts of just issues and disorganization and trying to learn. You're usually trying to learn this internal messed up system because places are so unorganized because they're just so swamped and so much management turnover that, you know, it's hard to really, you know, get a finger on, you know, how to even get the job done. You kind of just run around like a chicken with your head cut off, literally, and get your work done. Um, 
But I, I don't know. It's going to be something like that that I have a feeling in the back of my head that I'm like, if they're not going to meet me pay rate wise, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to accept like I'm not going to take a pay rate that's less than what I was making. And the reason why I mean, I've justified this before. The reason why is because I can make more driving Uber Eats. Uber Eats will pay on average about 25 ish an hour. And that's about, give or take, what I was getting before. Now, I don't drive Uber Eats for eight hours a day, mainly because I'm working on other projects. I'm getting my own customers. I'm, um, you know, uh, some of it's passion projects. I'm learning different, you know, software platforms, um, you know, and I'm applying for jobs and, you know, just learning kind of like, the ins and outs of, you know, what I would be doing at, you know, the tech jobs and trying to practice that on my own. And so that takes a lot of time out of my day as well as trying to get to the gym or get in my workouts from home. Um, and I'm online a lot, but I try to really power through early in the morning until, you know, lunch. I have a lunch time that is kind of late. Um, not really late, probably around one or so is usually the best time for me for lunch. Cause usually after that, I, I get like an energy crash, but most days, not today, cause I've got this meeting at 11, but most days I do start earlier at like 530 is kind of my ideal time to start getting things rolling. And so I don't mind doing like 530 to one. 1 one thirty, that's fine to me or even 5 30 till noon um um and then you know usually I'll take a really long midday break and then sometime after dinner I like having dinner early around four or five and then sometime after dinner you know get back into things till maybe like eight o'clock or so and then put things down maybe even at nine I'll put things down but I kind of have like two shifts that I get things done in like early and then later and in the middle of the day I try to do all the other stuff that I'm trying to do like the learning and the exercising and all other kind of stuff so and practicing so that's why I'm not doing eight hours a day with Uber Eats because I got to do all this other stuff too and right now it's not really a priority for me to be making money all the time daily like that if that makes sense like I've still got savings and I basically just do deliveries to pay for what I need to pay for that's immediate like for example my friends have a wedding this weekend and so I'll you know see how much the clothing or whatever it is or gift or whatever I need to buy I'll see how much that is and then I'll do deliveries to cover the cost um so that's basically how I do it or if I'm just trying to make a certain amount in a week I'll do it that way but I don't just drive eight hours a day because it's a lot of time out of my day um and I need I need to be doing this other stuff more than I need to be um you know, making that money from there. Um, but just because I know I can make it from there, 
you know, I don't think I want to take a 40-hour work week from a site that's going to pay me like 24, 25 an hour, to be honest. Um, I mean, there would be benefits involved, but then that would be eight hours out of my day that I'm not learning, and I don't want to work in mental health necessarily. Um, I mean, I know I'm not going to keep the job because I don't want to stay working in the job, so... I'd rather work elsewhere. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't think it's a good idea for my health to work in the mental health field. Um, there's a part of me that's just not, you know. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. You know, the more I think about it, I'm like, I don't think it would be a good idea, stress-wise. But I don't know. I just don't think it's a good idea. I, um... Because I would want to quit, you know? Like, I'm already talking about if I get it, when will I quit, you know? Uh, and and it's not remote, so it's based in L.A., and I'm not trying to live out here forever. So, you know, it doesn't really make much sense. Because I technically have a form of making money, is, is what I'm trying to say. And I'm, and I'm trying to get more customers, too, and that would be more money. And getting customers doing things that I actually want to do versus... You know, it's not that I hate mental health. I, 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 I get a lot out of it. I like working in the field. I like problem solving with people and collaborating with clients about their, you know, situations that they've got going on and, you know, trying to be there for them and, you know, create just like a good experience because it can be hard in any kind of healthcare for people to kind of like enjoy themselves. Um, I've always had a good reputation and everything. I just don't really see myself, you know, following through with something like that. It's just, even when I think about it right now, I'm like, man, this isn't, this isn't really where I want to go with this. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Interviewing is important. It's important to kind of make those connections, but um, I don't really know. And the pay rate's low. I I just can't imagine myself um, waking up to go to work. I told them, you know, I if they have like seven thirty shifts, I would prefer that. Um, 7.30 a.m. shifts. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about it. It's not, it's not ideal for me. I think, I think it's not a good fit for me. That's my opinion. Um, 
that's what my mind and body tell me is that it is not a good idea for me to get back into that field. Um, you know, I don't really see myself getting up, going to a job like that, working with clients all day, coming home, feeling like I can still work on my own things and have the energy that I need to invest in my own self like I've been doing all year. I just don't see that. I don't see that at all. I don't see that potential. Like, even just thinking about it and having to learn, you know, the, the you know, the rules of the site and, you know, getting to know new staff and all that. And, like, it's just, even when I just think of it, I'm like, man, this is, it's a beast. Um, It's a beast of a, of a, of a role to take on. And it's going to drain my energy away from what I'm transitioning to already so I'll sit on it but I don't think it's a good idea I don't but anyways jumping into the the date the dating topic um I want to say I have noticed a lot of people saying the same complaints about dating I don't think I have any answers honestly but we all know about ghosting but it's definitely out of control you know it's like I there's there's a part of me that knows you know nobody owes you anything nobody owes you you know nobody owes you anything at all um nobody owes you yeah nobody Nobody owes you responses. They don't owe you anything, you know. Um, nobody's obligated to, you know, follow through with you if they don't feel it. Um, but I do think it's mature, you know. It's mature um, to, you know, tell someone, you know that you're not interested when you know that you're not interested. Um it's almost it's almost like it's not really like okay, for people who ghost people and I understand like there are many reasons, right? If somebody was like a jerk to you when you met them, of course, like why would you go out of your way to talk back to that person again? Like why would you like try to like give them any form of closure or do them any kind of favor on any end? Like, ghosting someone is kind of like, to me, it seems like something you do when someone deserves to be ghosted. Like, they did something, and this is the consequence. You no longer respond because of that. That's how I take it. That's kind of my opinion about ghosting. I feel like most people don't use it that way, though. The people who ghost people usually use it like I'm moving on and just not going to talk to this person and it it usually isn't because they did something wrong or overstepped and I just don't want to give a second chance or third chance or however much or any next chance even if it was just like a first date or a first like conversation or like two or three sentences online I just don't want to engage anymore and so there is that fine line there's a fine line between ghosting um and i think just kind of like 
the social maturity kind of responsibility um, to, you know, just best practices in, in meeting new people and in dating. I mean, think about it. Most of us have applied to jobs, right? And what's what's most people's biggest complaints? You don't hear back, right? You don't hear back a freaking thing. You spend your time and your energy, you know, trying to put yourself out there at these jobs, you know, to try to make it work. And, you know, you put your best foot forward. And what do they do? Nothing. Or they respond like months later when you're like, I don't even remember applying to this. But they do nothing. You know, you get in contact with them. They don't do anything. Um, you get in contact with them and you do nothing, right? Like, they do nothing. I mean, like... They put their application out there. They say they need people. And they can't even send you even an automated message of like, other than the ones that send you the message, hey, we got your application. We'll be back in touch with results shortly or whatever. But then a lot of times you just never hear back. Right? Now, is that okay? Like, do people think that that's okay? That companies should just keep that practice because it's a form of ghosting even though it's not the same exact thing but it's like well why aren't you going to tell people the status of you know their application what what they don't do it because it's time consuming and energy consuming on their end it's selfish right I would say it's selfish because they can do it they just don't because they don't have to and they don't want to because who wants to go out and send all these messages to the people who didn't get in? Nobody wants to take time out of their work schedule to do that. But if you have time to review applications and try to get people to apply, I think personally you should respond at least once in a timely fashion. Once you've hired someone, at least, and tell people that they didn't get the job. Now, if no one's ever been hired, that's one thing. Or if the role is just ongoing and they just like to keep like a batch of applications on file, like if yours is on file, they should tell you, but they usually don't want to tell you anything. So you're sitting there just like, all right, like maybe I'll hear back. Maybe I won't. The thing that I don't like about job applications is like, you know, they could be calling, you know, like I get so many freaking spam calls in a day that it's like, I don't even answer my phone anymore. If the person isn't like, listed as someone saved in my phone then I'm not going to answer so it's like if they don't email me and then if nobody if I don't know who's calling nobody leaves a voicemail I'm not answering my phone either so you know that that doesn't really have to do with the with the overlap with like dating with the parallel with dating but I would say there is a responsibility you know if somebody you know is in that process most of us would say that right most of us would say yeah those jobs should respond to us when we when we apply um at least that you know they should at least give us that right um common courtesy best practices they're not they don't have to they should they don't have to but it would make them look better um 
and it you know I think the reason why they don't invest that time and energy is because they're not getting any money out of it you know it's a selfish move it's a selfish move but you know when it comes to dating I think meeting people um like if they don't do anything wrong I don't see the big deal of telling somebody just simply you know that you'd rather just be friends or that you've found an interest in a different person and you're going to go that direction. I mean, maybe people are afraid, oh, the person's going to lash out or they're going to like get, you know, mean or hurt their feelings or whatever. And I mean, that's their, you know, if they want to handle it that way and be a jerk, okay. But I mean, maybe people are trying to protect themselves against what happens after they reject someone and nobody wants to reject people like if you can avoid it it's easy to avoid right I think even with jobs nobody wants to fire anyone or let them go unless they really like did something wrong but it's like there are things like that where I think about it and I'm like you know ghosting is out of hand in the dating world these days um it's just It makes the experience not fun. And I think um, a lot of people who do it, maybe they don't even really fully think it through. But I don't know. I just think it's immature. People don't want to do what is kind of the the right thing to do. You know, the proper thing to do. They don't want to do it because it's difficult. You know, they don't want to take that extra little sentence because it's difficult for them, you know. And okay, like, like I said, nobody owes anybody anything. But at the same time, it's like, if you really met somebody that you liked, you spent time with them, made it seem like you had some kind of interest where you would want to move forward with them. wanted to seriously take it to a different level. Uh, You expressed that even, or if you expressed that you wanted to meet again, or, you know, if you did actually have a good time, you know, why would you not later on explain to that person, you know, maybe I found somebody else, or maybe I just don't want to date at this time like I thought I did. Like, you don't even have to give an explanation of why, just saying like, you know, I think, you know, it was nice meeting and, you know, um, I'm not really too interested in continuing, you know, even if it's no fault of the other person, you know, uh, just kind of like, I'm looking for something different or whatever it is that you have to say, you know, you don't even have to explain you could just say you know it was nice meeting and you know in all honesty I'm uh, probably not gonna try to make plans or keep in touch you know I mean it might sound rude but it's like it's something you know Uh, you don't have to make an excuse you don't have to explain yourself Um, 
weil ähm, ja I would say you know that's not it's not maybe the best way to handle it I um yeah people don't usually um I mean I get it you know I do get it um it's not an easy conversation to have but it's one of those things I feel like if you're you know adult enough to to date people you know you should be adult enough to have you know some responsibility for other people's time and energy um that's just kind of how i see it and most people would just avoid that but again it's not it's not required it's just best practices right um so I would say anything, just in my opinion, anything that wasn't a, um, you know, some negative experience, why to ghost a person, you know, I don't think, I don't think it's necessary or appropriate to really ghost people if they've done nothing wrong, um, Outside of ghosting, I would say, um, I mean, just a general, um, online world is a little strange, um, I think there's always this, like, weird thing right like I don't know if I'll if I can explain this easily uh first there's a um this kind of situation where you know there's a hmm, there's kind of like a weird um kind of lost my train of thought but yeah there's like a weird combination of things of uh you know trying to talk to people online that's how a lot of people do it is the online method it's trying to talk to somebody online um and in the process of trying to speak to someone um trying to take that and um like chat features are hard (laughs) some people aren't good at typing some people aren't good at like comprehending what they're reading uh, so that's already going to be a barrier, I noticed. That's that's already a huge barrier. 
Um, a lot of these apps don't offer, like, any kind of, like, FaceTime feature. I think they should. That would be cool. Um, to have it built into the app so that if somebody wants to chat, like, audio or video, you can do it through the app versus having to give out your, I don't know if people even use Skype anymore, but, like, Skype or Zoom or, I don't know, um having to give out any other kind of information if you just want to stay like in the app you know I think that would be cool because I've seen that they have like speed dating stuff like like I know the Hurt app has that like speed dating on occasion it's like a paid event and it's hosted by someone uh, who does it so that they can do like a video chat so I know that something like that exists where people can do a chat um but I don't really know I don't really know like I think I don't know if it would help or not but I do think it it would give maybe more to go by than just the texting because I I don't know if that's the best way to first meet people because it's hard to get a vibe for them but then also by phone or by video chat it's also hard to get a vibe from them so I wouldn't necessarily say that you know that is that it would make things better or worse I really don't know and then because like you wouldn't have to do it like you could still do the texting like you wouldn't have to opt in to use that feature if it existed but I, I haven't really seen it existing and I think it would just create like you'd need like a moderator or something like I guess with the text with the text chats somebody could always go back into the system and be like oh this person broke the rules or that person said that so maybe if they monitored the calls or something but then that might be like a privacy breach if somebody hacks it or something I don't really know I mean it would be a privacy breach if they hacked the texting too so I don't really know like it's just kind of a thought that it's like I would kind of like that option like with some people I feel like it would it would have been a cool option to have like that feature um like before you meet up to at least talk on the phone or something but not have to give out your personal number or a google number even because it's like sometimes if you have a google voice number you'll give it out but you don't want everybody to have that number so you know I don't really see that as fully um, you know, something that can fully be helpful all the time. But I would say when it comes to, um, uh, when it comes to, um, having like a like a I don't know like a conversation with someone uh I mean it's really just hard to get to know somebody over initial conversations I guess that's what I'm trying to say because you know a lot of people are nervous so they're not acting like their normal self 
So until somebody gets kind of more comfortable, it's going to be really hard to know kind of how that's going to go. I can give an example. I I was talking to someone online way back that, you know, like through an online dating app that I was like, you know, vibing with this person. They lived a little far. I was in like the central San Diego area. They were in like Vista. So it was a little far, but it wasn't so far that we couldn't meet each other. Um, They seemed to have some situation going on where they were like either going to leave, like just got there, but also might be going to leave pretty soon because it didn't sound like it was like fully working out for them. So I was already kind of like, okay, first of all, why is this person trying to like date people when they're not even sure if they're going to stay in the city? But, you know, we talked and got along really well and they kind of initiated, hey, let's talk, you know, on the phone, you know, a couple times and, you know, like we scheduled to talk. I think we exchanged numbers, maybe. I don't remember. Probably. And we talked. It was a good conversation, but... I did remember, you know, there was a lot of back and forth at the beginning. Then I did remember because I drank coffee like right before that uh, phone call because I was like, I don't want to have like no energy because we were talking at night. It was like it was dark. I don't know if it was like 8 p.m. or something like that. I don't know what time of year it was, but it might have been like somewhere between like 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. So you know, we talked for probably like an hour or so. And, you know, I did notice at a certain point, once the caffeine kind of kicked in heavy for me, I was doing all the talking. And I was kind of like, oh, no, you know, (laughs) like, I'm talking like a lot and just like, talking about a lot of stuff. And they were kind of listening. But I was like, I don't know if they were interested in what I was saying, or just, you know, like, how do you just tell somebody's like, you know, you can't just be like, stop talking or whatever. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how long I was kind of talking like that, but it's like, I was nervous. And so I didn't really catch that I was doing it until like, I mean, I wasn't like completely like monopolizing the conversation the whole time. I'd say the first 30 minutes, it was like back and forth. But then after that, you know, I think we were talking about some kind of deeper topics So I had a lot to say about it, maybe. Uh, But I don't remember what we were discussing, in all honesty. Um, Just kind of talking about ourselves and, like, getting to know each other a little bit by phone. And it was was fun, you know. But um, neither one of us, like, really continued. Um, We kind of talked a little bit after that. And then, I mean, I didn't know if they were staying or going and so they weren't really at a place where they could meet exactly then uh so we were doing the phone thing because they were still trying to like find work or try to find something I don't I don't remember what it was but they were like if they can't make it work in the city where they were at within a few weeks or something they were gonna have to leave and so I was like well I don't want to meet them until I figure out if they're gonna stay or not and so I don't remember if they ended up leaving or if they took some kind of job where they got super busy I can't remember like why we didn't continue talking but it wasn't a bad experience but it's just an example of like you know if you're nervous you're not going to be your normal self and so if somebody were just to hold me to that conversation and be like oh man like 
like she was really chatty and that was annoying you know they might not have known why I was chatty or you know if I was like say like being all sarcastic and weird and stuff and cracking like strange jokes or things like that you know out of nerves you know that might not normally be how I am I I might be a pretty serious person but when I get nervous maybe I make like stupid jokes I mean I don't know like there's things like that that I think about where I'm like I don't think that first impressions are the best for dating I think maybe once someone's comfortable I don't know everyone's different for how long that takes but I'd say like maybe by the third time you meet or something depending how much you're talking in between um and depending how long between you actually meet each other like I think it takes a while to develop a little bit more comfort to like be your regular self without having to like try to while you're feeling the other person out and trying to like you know you know determine like how you want to share things and what you want to share and does this person seem like they understand what I'm talking about are they listening uh do I understand what they're saying do I do I feel like I kind of get them is our communication style going pretty smoothly with the two of us like you know I don't really think you can get that out of a out of like the first initial texting or even the first time you meet or even the first phone call I don't I think it takes a, a little bit more than that for most people to get comfortable or for some people to get comfortable so that I think seems to be the hardest problem with online dating is because people usually won't give it past like the first time like if if you're not easily vibing in the first few like conversations and meetings and stuff then I think most people just don't give it another chance and I'm not saying like you know if somebody like cussed you out or was rude to you or like showed up like 45 minutes late or like did something that was like really outside of what you would prefer or outside of something that you would you know want to entertain over and over again you know like if they're rude to the waiter and like making a scene for no good reason unprovoked you know and you're like geez I don't want to take another chance of going out somewhere with them and having them act like that again or if they show up late and your time is really you know limited and you're like man I don't want to go on another date with this person if they're going to be 45 minutes late again like I was busy you know like if you just don't want to put up with stuff like that again after the first time if they kind of made one of those mistakes that you're like I really don't want to find out if this is a pattern even <laughs> like I'm not even going to give it a chance you know um that's up to you you know uh, everyone has their own um kind of way of doing things but you know I would say that in my opinion it doesn't really make too much sense to go by just the initial impressions because those are a little bit hard to say if they're really um really the main ones you know uh it's hard to really say if there's you know if the person's going to change a little bit once they get more comfortable or once you kind of realize you know that you have a communication style that kind of works a little better and you kind of like 
understand each other's communication styles and things a little bit better. I mean, you can talk about that, but it's like, I feel like some people aren't good at talking about it or don't know how or don't want to, or, you know, there's certain things that it's just really hard to kind of get two separate people in a situation that works smoothly. I mean, in some relationships are more than two people. So it's like, I don't even know, like, you know, you got to be on the same page, at least with some stuff, you know, and I think it takes a while to figure that out. So it does make it so that the online dating world is a little bit complex, I'd say for that reason, because, you know, you got to make things work. But it isn't easy to just like make things work when you've got, um, you know, um, it's just not easy to make things work all the time.